What's up, y'all? It's JLP, and you're listening to the Mastering Singlehood Podcast. Yo, I know I pretty much say it in each episode, but I am pretty much excited for this episode. We have Faithfully Waiting, and we have special guest Tamika Borden. Now, we have heard of waiting and how waiting is a process, and most times unavoidable, etc., but we have yet to hear more about being faithful in the waiting and why it's so important to remain that way until we receive what we're waiting for. On this episode, join me and our special guest, Tamika Borden, as we dive in and discuss more on this topic. But wait, hold on, stop. You know, listening to this new episode will be a lot more fun when you invite your whole crew to listen to. So I encourage you, you awesome listeners, to take a minute to invite your bestie, your friends, especially your single friends, but also anyone you know who will benefit and be greatly encouraged by today's episode, Faithfully Waiting. I'm telling you, we're going to have an amazing time. Hey sis, thank you so much for joining us on the Mastering Singlehood podcast on today's episode titled Faithfully Waiting. To get this chat going, we need to first introduce you to our listeners. Now, sis Tamika, a lot of the listeners here know you or perhaps heard of you from social media, but go ahead and tell us who you are and what do you do exactly? Who is Positivity Inspires? Oh my goodness, Positivity Inspires is a lot of things. Um, so, of course, you already know my name is Tamika Borden, but my pen name is Positivity Inspires. And I guess from the last myself, and a few words, I'm just a country girl love Jesus. Uh, I love my family. I'm crazy about my family. And I love my friends. Um, I'm also uh, a minister. And I'm a writer. I'm an author. Wow. But I'm also a, I'm also a career woman, too. So <laughs> I, love, I love to work. Uh, and I always tell people I'm, I'm educated. You know, a lot of people are not aware of my professional uh, background and my, and my education, my credentials. So, um, basically, I obtained my bachelor's degree in biology and minor in English wow. uh, for undergrad, yeah. And then after that, I attended pharmacy school, and I earned my PharmD degree, a doctor of pharmacy degree. And then after that, I completed a specialty residency in, um, with a pharmacy specialty residency. And then I... Um, moved away from my family to uh, take a position in another state. And so I stuck in a couple of administrative roles that was really doing dual roles. And, you know, that was great. I was able to really uh, fine-tune my leadership skills, and I was able to meet with and connect a lot of people. I developed a lot of good relationships. And then after that, I uh, wrote for a, a compendium. Uh, for three years hmm. and so yeah so I, I love you know I love it, being educated I love education I love working and uh, learn a little bit about me oh wow that's awesome Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yes, education um, is very important, I would say. And it looks like yeah. you have been working very hard for what you have going on. And so that's amazing to hear. Now, you're yeah. known as Positivity Inspires to most on your online platforms, which in my opinion has become a successful brand and trademark. 
It has grown tremendously over the years on both Facebook and Instagram. What inspired you to create the brand, um, Tamika? Can you share with us the story behind it? What led you to share it online with viewers from all walks of life? Of course. So, I mean, I would say like this. I did not wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to form a publicly inspired social media influencer. Yeah. And it's just amazing at how the Lord really works because he allows certain things to occur in your life mm-hmm. um, that kind of serves as a catalyst for you to do something for him to continually build up the kingdom of God. Definitely. So, I, yeah, I mentioned earlier that after I had uh, graduated from uh, graduate professional school, I moved to a different state. So let me this. Okay, I am an artist and different crazy with my family. I am a mama and daddy's girl. <laughs> you know, um, I grew up, I grew up kind of shelter, you know, so we, my family and I were very, very, very close. Wow, you know, that's amazing. Multiple times a day. Um, I trust them wholeheartedly, and I thank the Lord every single day for them. I think they're amazing. Wow. I honestly could not have asked for a parent. I could not have asked for, for a better family. Um, so I consider myself very, very blessed. You know, I grew up in a very loving household. I was um, taught uh, to, to form a strong relationship with the Lord, so my parents, they introduced me to Christ. And they, they fostered, you know, helped foster my development in him. And so I'm really thankful for that. Um, but after I graduated uh, school, professional school, um, I was looking for a job. And I was not able to do a securing position uh, within the area I was in in my family. Mm-hmm. So that put me, you know, in a very awkward place. So I'm thinking, what am I going to do? So I had to venture out. Whatever I tell the story, I think about Solomon. 
Yes. And how he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, give me wisdom so that your people, he's like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like a little child. I don't know. I, I, you know, I need you. Exactly. So I prayed that prayer. I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. I see that there's a need here. Um, I, see, I see that there's an opportunity to really make a difference, but I don't know where to start. So when we went, he led me to, to contact one of my former managers and and this manager in particular, uh, he is an amazing man. Amazing. I mean, he knows how, he knows his stuff. He knows how to interact very well with everybody. Mm-hmm. He knows how to network. He's just, he's just an amazing manager. He's, and you know what, manager probably is not the best one to describe him. He's, he's an amazing leader. Mm-hmm. So the Lord uh, led me to, to, to contact him. So, I called him and I said, okay, I took this position. I'm so lost. You know, do you have any advice on how I can get started? Yeah. And so he gave me some really good advice. And then I got a notebook and a pen and I started writing down things, you know. So it took some time, but I was able to, to really make a difference in that environment and in that community. Right. Now, to your original question, <laughs> Be a chatty, yeah. No, it's all good. I'm loving it. <laughs> Correct. So, a lot of people don't realize the challenges uh, that you face in an administrative role. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a lot of times, it's not necessarily the task, it's being able the text is important too, mm-hmm. but being able to, to delegate is important, but also being able to um, identify with and form strong relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, not I agree. Not, yeah, right. Not just those who report to you, but to everybody in your organization. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, leadership, and I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this because. Uh, my podcast is coming Sunday. We're going to discuss, you know, what makes a good leader. Anyway, yeah. that was a little plug that I put in your, your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but essentially, you know, leadership, it comes with a lot of things. So you face a lot of challenges. Um, you know, you put yourself in that position. You know, you have to make decisions that will not always be the most popular decisions. Um, you have to... Uh, sometimes you sometimes you make mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, and you have to be able to to I guess handle any backlash that you receive. So that true. Mistake. Yeah. Um, and you know, you have to just basically know how to deal with people, know how to uh, calmly handle those tough situations. You know, being able to think quickly on your feet, and also just being fair, being humble, and everything. So, while in that position, I encountered a lot of challenges. And uh, what what was even more difficult was that I didn't have my family's life there with me. Mm. I know I could call them. I could call them anytime. Yeah. You know, my parents they're, they're there for me. My family, my sister, everybody they're there for me. Um, I know I am anything. They are there. They know if. Uh, they have anything. I'm here, but I really feel that the Lord orchestrated that, you know, orchestrated things that way. Yeah. Um, to help me get 
so that I can learn to fully depend on him. Mm. And so, since I was not really close to, you know, or close in, in a physical sense to my family, yeah. you know, I hadn't, I had nobody but Jesus. I'm a this carrier. I didn't know anybody. <laughs> I didn't have any family there. I didn't have any friends. The only person I knew was Jesus. Amen. Jesus is me. Jesus is me. And so, um, so, so I went through a lot, you know, um, about being in that position. Uh, and it really, it was a blessing because it really forced me to to become even closer to God. Now, keep in mind, I've been a Christian for a long time. Yeah. I have had a, you know, a nice relationship with the Lord. But let me tell you, I experienced spiritual growth like you wouldn't believe. Mm. And I'm going to tell you this, when you get out there in the world and you're always a mom or a daddy or you're through your comfort zone, that's what I call it. You know, my family mm. is my home in Alabama. That's my comfort zone. Yes. Um, you want to 100% trust in God because Honestly, you need him. In this world, you need him. Definitely. Um, so, so one of the ways I, uh, I cope with challenges and one of the ways I express myself or one of, I should say one of the best ways I express myself is through writing. And so I had my personal Facebook page. And so whenever, you know, I don't know, I felt inspired. I would just write a little post on my personal Facebook page. Yeah. So my friends, they were like, you know, saying, you know, just the stuff that you're writing is really good. They said that it felt sincere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then they were saying, have you thought about writing a book? Yeah. And so I was like, no, I can't write a book. You know, I can't do that. But you know what? A lot of times I was saying, we, we place limits on ourselves. We place so many minutes on ourselves. We place ourselves in a tiny little box is how I like to describe it a lot of times. When, you know, God is saying, No, I want you to go higher. I have bigger plans for you. Amen. And so so I was like, Okay, well maybe eventually I'll write a book. But uh, I said, Well, since I'm, you know, writing so much, then I'm going to establish or create a separate page like a I don't like to use this term, but a fan page, because yeah. I don't have fans, I have family, but you know, that's how Facebook calls it. That's so page. nice. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so I started uh, uh, writing on that page and doing a post, and my page just started growing and growing and growing and growing, and then it started growing exponentially, and I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and so then it started becoming, you know, just like a, a major uh, Facebook page. And so I was like, okay, so I have a Facebook page, I need a website. So I developed um, a website, which I had some issues that I experienced recently. So um, I deactivated the website for right now, but I will deactivate it soon. Um, and so I started blogging. I started doing like, you know, real blogs, not just little short statuses. Yeah. And then after that, then... Um, I published my book. So essentially, Positivity Inspired, to answer your question, Positivity Inspired was born in 2013, and it was really a way for me to to cope with uh, the challenges that I was facing, and also to serve, and this is important, to serve as, uh, uh, I guess, a platform of encouragement for people who are going through, who are experiencing difficult times. Because I'm the type of person, I don't like to see anybody suffering. And if I experience something that 
you know, was, was difficult or trying or emotionally toiling to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that that lights a fire to me. I'm like, I don't want anybody to feel the way I felt. So I'm going to do what I can to help bring encouragement uh, and comfort to that person. Wow, wow. Wow, that's amazing to hear um, the story behind the brand and um, the entire platform that you have, which is Positivity Inspires. And I just wanted to add on what you said. Um, I feel the same way, you know, if I'm going through a difficult season or if I'm going through something that's bigger, seems bigger than life. I never want for others to experience my pain, the pain that I had to endure. So even in the midst of pain where I feel the most comfort and where I feel the most encouraged myself is by just sharing encouragement back to others. You know what I mean? And so I, 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 I feel that what you're doing um, is, is very much needed in society today. We could all use as much encouragement, especially sincere encouragement um, now more than ever before. Um, and I can tell you myself that your page has absolutely encouraged me and your page absolutely inspired me. And um, I, I can see that there's even more greater things that God has in store with Positivity Inspires and all that you're doing um, because you do have a sincere heart, really. Um, and that's very hard to find, too, someone with sincerity. So um, I applaud you for that, acknowledge you for that, and may God continue to bless you on your journey. So, Thank you so much. And Oh, sorry, I just wanted to say I've seen your writing. And you know, you know, we've met in person. You invited me to be a speaker um, at one of your church's functions. Right. And I know that I'm supposed to be visiting y'all <laughs> But uh, I honestly think the world of you. I mean, when I met you and your the level of maturity, uh, not only just, you know, as a person, but also in God, I was so impressed. So um, I want to thank you for what you are doing now. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. Now, so we can continue this awesome um, episode. And if, for any of you guys who are joining in right now, this episode is titled Faithfully Waiting. I do have a dear friend of me, Miss Tamika Borden, a.k.a. Positivity Inspires. So if you not have yet um, joined in on this good discussion, please continue to tag along, invite your friends again, and encourage them to receive this awesome word. Now, Tamika, you're very outspoken about your singlehood on social media. You're very bold about it, and I, and it's amazing that you're bold about it. Um, and many of our listeners, I just want to let you know, they are single. Um, you know, some have been single for a long season, while others are just entering a single season. To them, it looks and feels unfamiliar because it's been such a long time since they've been single. For others, it is too familiar. They want to experience the new being in the relationship they've been praying and hoping for. Sis, why do you personally choose to be bold and outspoken on social media about your singlehood? Okay, so let me start with what society, I guess you say, puts out there. We kind of live in a society. We do live in a society where um, I think there's this message that pushing this message that you have to be with somebody and, uh, you know, you're not somebody, quote unquote, unless you have somebody. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so I think that puts a lot of pressure on, on people, um, 
tell them, you know, single male and single females, uh, that we have to go out and, and, and find somebody. And so sometimes we kind of rush ourselves into a relationship or into a marriage yeah. because we feel this pressure. You know, our, our society, our culture um, puts this pressure on us to, to go ahead and just, you know, get married. Like, or you have to be married by this certain age. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, and um, based on the messages that I received, I feel what a lot of people have um, rushed into a relationship and rushed into a marriage that really was not ordained by God. And they were seriously, emotionally damaged by wow. it. So now, before I, before I go into first, you know, deeper details and further details, let me say this. I understand that, you know, just because you're in a relationship, just because you're in a marriage, and it's just God ordained, God appointed, and God anointed. That I understand that does not mean that you will never have disagreement. Um, I understand that that means you'll never experience low points in that relationship slash marriage. Um, but I think it's so important that we wait on God. I think we can avoid a lot of pitfalls if we not allow ourselves to be influenced by um, society and instead wait on the Lord, you know, and, and you know, rely on him to to let us you know, to tell us, you know, um, or I should say that rely on him to to assign us our God appointed spouses. That's a better way to say it. So to answer your question, the reason I I feel that I'm or the reason I am so outspoken about it is that, you know, I see this, you know, the messages that I described earlier. I see when people are physically, emotionally hurt because hmm. they did not wait on God. Wow. And so, basically, I want people to know, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to, um, to to wait on God. Actually, that's encouraged. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, that's, that's being obedient. Allow God to, to give you your um, your wife or your husband. Um, my parents, they taught me early on, they said, let God give you a husband. Let mm. God give you a husband. So good. And one of the they said is, you know, make sure he loves God Amen. first. Yeah. They said if he loves God first, then he'll know how to love you. Mm. That's so, good. Um, yeah, it's exactly. And so, you know, I think, you know, some people need a role model or an example. Definitely. Uh, you know, to kind of just, you know, that it is okay to wait. There is somebody out there who is waiting on God to give, um, you know, her a husband. And, you know, me, I'm 37. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be 44. <laughs> and people are, people are like, what's wrong with you? Right. There is not, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm simply waiting on God. See, I'm trusting God. I'm trusting His timing. And I know that, you know, whatever it is time, he will allow me and my future husband to cross paths. So, uh, so yeah, so to answer your question, um, why not so bold and outspoken about it? I see why people have made a lot of mistakes and that they rushed into marriage. Hmm. And I want to um, be an example and show people you don't you don't have to rush into marriage. Wait on God, you can avoid so many uh, heartache. If you just wait on him. Thank you. Oh, 
morning. Yeah. It be just like passion. Wow, that's so good. And I love the word that you use throughout giving us the response to this question, trust, trust in God. And I really want to let you know, Tamika, um, I established the podcast last year um, because, you know, God was really, you know, speaking in my heart concerning the word trust and mastering our trust in him in regards to everything. Um, And I feel as and I feel also too, singlehood is more than what society uh, make it seem, you know. It's about you discovering your identity in Christ as well. You know, none of us will ever be able to be a perfect helpmeet or a perfect um, partner to someone else in this life if we do not discover who we are first in Christ. And if we do not realize that everything we do, in fact, need is in God. So I, I love how you, you shared with us how your parents even told you, hey, Tamika, God is the one that's going to choose your husband. You know, right. sometimes right. what happens is that we force things to happen um, based on our timing and based uh-huh. on what we want. When we kind of, right. um, I feel like that's even pride in a sense, because we feel as though, you know, God can take control of the spiritual aspect of our lives. But when it comes to our relationships, he can't have that because it's right. as if God right. does not know the desires of our own heart. You know what I mean? That's right. so crazy. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Definitely. And so, you know, this is what mastering singlehood is all about. It's about, you know, truly mastering to trust in God, to trust that God will bless everything to happen in his perfect timing that he has for our life. And, you know, when we read the words and when we read the story of Ruth and um, when we read the story of even Mary, the mother of Jesus, you know, they they, you know, let go of their ego. They let go of their pride and they mastered their trust in the Lord. They kept the word of God firm within their hearts, knowing that God is not a man, that he should lie. And that whatever right. word he spoke, you know, is going. he's going to allow it to do what he sent it out to do. And so that's right. amazing right. that you feel so passionate um, about waiting on God for your godly spouse. And, you know, in God, there's never wasted time, you know, right. there's right. absolutely never right. wasted time. And. I believe the more that we're in tune with God and what he's doing in our life and as we are pursuing our purpose, then he knows exactly when for that uh, man of God or for that woman of God. Uh, For those of you who are guys, because I know guys are listening to this podcast as well. He knows exactly when to allow that person to enter your life. So to do the greater works that he already ordained for the both of you guys to do together for his glory and for the growth of his kingdom. So that's absolutely awesome i'm so happy to hear all that um (laughs) yeah so to continue with this segment faithfully waiting you know right now tamika sis many young men and women even listeners that are a lot older than i am are listening to you so we just spoke about singlehood and how you're bold and now spoken about it and we have also went a little bit more in explaining you know how important it is for us to trust in God and regarding to our relationship status and regarding to the season of singlehood. And so I just want to let you know, however, there are those listeners listening to you and I, and for most of them, you know, they're almost losing hope that God will ever bring them their spouse or bless them with a godly relationship. So Tamika, what would you say to those listening 
who feel like they're hope they're hopeless. They don't feel like it will happen for them anymore um, because they see everyone around them either they're engaged or already married or are in a relationship. Uh-huh. What would you say to encourage those listeners? Well, first thing I would say is this. Um, uh, pray about it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's what my parents always tell me. Just pray about it. You know, you're waiting on something. Uh, Okay, but my question to you is, 
how much time are you spending with God? Hmm. Are you are you praying? Are you are you fasting? Are you spending time meditating? <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, are you are you studying your Bible? Are you giving him his time? Because the thing is, the Lord's not going to give you something or someone that's going to take your attention away from him. That's so good. God should always be first in our life. Amen. Right. So, um, so basically, you know, uh, to to those readers who are losing hope, I'm saying, you know, one pray about it. Uh, ask the gospel to be done. Also, enjoy life, enjoy being single, and enjoy your relationship with God. Also, um, I want to, to mention that, you know, a lot of times during this what's so called waiting period, I, I'm learning to not use the term wait, I'm using the term now, which preparation period. This is the time that God is preparing in uh, and getting you to the level of maturity that He wants you to be in, uh, or be at, rather. Um, for your future marriage. So, you know, I, I always emphasize this to, you know, take this time to let God work on you um, and to prepare you so you can be, you know, a better a better wife or a better husband to, to your spouse. Um, also, I want to emphasize, you know, that our time, I touched on this a little earlier, our time is not God's time. We cannot rush God. We can't rush God. So uh, good. Give him time to work. Give him time to work. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Focus, first of all, focus on, like I got to say, uh, focus on your relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And also focus on your spiritual mission. Your hmm. mission for God. Focus on that. And, you know, if you, when you become so uh, involved in that, you know, you never know the next day, you, you may come back with your husband. Woo! Or your future husband, or your future, your future spouse. Um, Isn't that the truth? Also, <laughs> exactly. And also, you mentioned um, you mentioned something about sometimes we see our friends, our family members they're they're getting engaged or, right. or they're getting married. Yeah. And um, and so one of the things I know is about, about social media is that you know a lot of times we relies too heavily on social media and we allow that to, to influence. That's but, so true. Um, you know, worry about uh, worry about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> be, ha- be happy for, you know, for your friends and your family who are um, in- getting engaged or, or getting married. But also, you know, don't let that discourage you. You know, your time is coming. Mm-hmm. Your time is coming. You just gotta get that his time. Yeah. Um, and also, I do want to say this too. Sometimes we have this picture of what we feel like our, you know, future spouse should look like. Yeah. Okay. Or, or what our future spouse should uh, do in terms of like a career or something. Um, I always say, you know, keep your eyes open. Your spouse may not look like what you expect. Mm-hmm. But if you continually seek the Lord, then He'll let you know. Okay, yeah, that's this is the one that I have for you. Um, and then also sometimes, like you know, I think you know. Well, we all know that sometimes the eyes, you know, we look for that eye candy, right? Um, where the I don't know if somebody's in the tall man, well, you know, somebody who's six two and above and, and slim, and yeah, you know. Uh, we rely too heavily on the physical appearance, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, 
understand we should be focusing on, okay, did this person really love God? Uh, you know, are we really com- compatible? You know, terms of personality and everything else. But most importantly, is it the person God has for me? Right. So I guess I'm just, what I'm saying essentially is don't rely solely on looks and money. Don't rely on looks and money. I understand, mm. you know, it's, it's a natural, you know, you yeah. have to be attracted to your spouse. Right. But don't have this, you know, predetermined, um, or this expectation of what your spouse should look like, you know. No, understand that, you know, a person's heart uh, is definitely more important mm-hmm. than a person's look. Correct. Woo! Yeah. That's so good. I just wanted to add some more to what you just said. Oh, wow, this is blessing okay. me. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's so true because um, it's not just society, but us as humans, you know, we are attractive to what our eyes see and so that's how we get i guess you can say um get interest in someone um but like you mentioned we acknowledge too much on the outer appearance than the inner one the inner parts of ourselves, which is our heart and what i've noticed is that someone could indeed be attractive on the outside but on the inside you know, they don't have any love in there. They don't have, um, exactly. right. They don't have any wisdom in there. You know, they don't have any, um, any acknowledged in there, you know? So it's important that we keep it balanced, you know, um, for all of you young people, especially young men, young ladies, you know, it's not just about, um, how pretty she may look or how um, strong he may be, but, um, does he, is he or is she on the same page as you when it comes to purpose you know when it comes to the vision that you have in mind um that god has given you that is so key and so vital because what happens is that attract attraction it keeps us for a minute or two but once you are getting to know this person and you realize this person is completely not on the same page as you you get discouraged and what right, happens right. is that when you are already invested, you know, um, a, there's a lot of investment that was made in this interaction or in this relationship. Now, what happens is that there's always going to be heartache. It may be that right. you, your heart will be broken um, while the other person goes and move on and is fine with it. But what we should try to do is just avoid that type of heartbreak in the first place. Um, right. Yeah. And so that is so good that you brought it up. Um, because it's very important, especially when we do decide, okay, I feel like the Lord is allowing me to step out of my comfort zone and taking the step of faith in entering the dating world. Um, that is so important uh-huh. for us to really analyze and follow through with that. So thank you so much for mentioning that. Um, my next question, you actually went ahead and um, explain it, explain it, but I just want to go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> No, that's fine. I just want to go ahead and um, ask it anyway, so you could add more into it. So, okay. um, as we are still discussing on the topic of singlehood and relationship, um, you are bold about it and now spoken about it. We discussed that. Now you choose to be single, and I just want to, <laughs> I just want to um, sp- um, specify this. You choose to be single. There yeah. are those who don't choose to be single in fact there are certain people who feel uncomfortable being single for a long period of stay me personally i feel that um dating or being in a relationship is ultimately should um be for you both having in mind to be married 
you both having in mind that you make an absolute good candidate for marriage and also um again um to be purpose partners life partners for the glory of the lord um but i'm speaking for my generation tamika um i believe sometimes my generation based on what the culture is presenting to them and what society is presenting to them like we said earlier they feel as if they have to be in a relationship even if there's no love in this relationship even if there's right. no purpose in this relationship they feel like they have to belong to somebody or they have to feel wanted to some by someone to feel as if they have values to feel as if they are uh, um are worthy or are interesting So can you elaborate more on choosing to be single? Um sure. why have you made the choice? I mean, you're you're not doing um like others for example who just want to do it because it's trending right now. But give us a little bit more elaborate on that the term sure. or the statement choosing to be single. So um um okay. I I think it's asked out quite a lot um, by, by men. Um, but the thing is, and this is not from me, this is from somebody I was following on social media years ago. And she made a statement that uh, every man who is interested in you does not necessarily mean you have to entertain him, mm. or that does not necessarily mean that he is a man for you. Wow. Uh, so I'll, I'll begin with that. So, uh, In terms of choosing to be single, I'll say this. I received this uh, before I said, and I know I said a lot of my broadcast. Right now, I'm married to Jesus. I'm always married to Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, he is my primary focus. You know, uh, my life is centered around him. So uh, it's important for me to um when it comes to, to dating and everything, uh, that that person has um the same mindset. And as you kind of touched on earlier, I believe um I believe in dating for the purpose. Like do we right. are Amen. casual are we casually dating? Exactly. Or are you looking for a life partner? Right. Are, are you is marriage the goal for you? Are you still considering considering marriage? And I'll be honest with you, I don't like to waste my time. <laughs> you know, uh, I got so much to do. I'm a busy woman, um, and you know my my biological clock is ticking. So don't be wasting my time. Yeah. Um, so so basically, I choose to be single right now because God is my primary focus. God has me be working on a lot of stuff. I'm yeah. inspired. I'm helping to to um, launch a church in the DC metro area. Right. Um, you know, I have my ministry. I have my writings and everything that I'm focusing on. Right. So I need to make sure that, you know, I'm not distracted. Uh, and, you know, especially if you're dating someone and you don't have this, you both don't have the same really goal. Mm. So me, my marriage, is, my, my goal is marriage. Maybe, you know, the guy is going to be casually dating. I feel like that would be a waste of time. And if, You know, he all of a sudden decides he's not interested or he doesn't, you know. I just, I was like, I don't want any distractions. I just don't want any distractions. I agree. And, because, uh, you know, God is the focus of, of my life right now. Amen. And the thing is, too, is that, um, I want to make sure 
you know, I'm ready. I've experienced a lot recently. Yeah. I've experienced quite a lot recently. And uh, I'm at a point where I am emotionally healing. Thank uh, the Lord for that. But I want to make sure that, you know, I'm ready for um, relationships slash, slash marriage. So I understand that right now, you know, I'm in the preparation phase. Now, you know, I, I don't know what I'll be like this year. I just really do feel like it is God's will for me to be married. But right now, I'm just focusing on the Lord. I'm focusing on my ministry. Um, I'm focusing on my writing. And I don't need to be distracted right now. I'm just kind of letting God prepare me to be the best wife possible. You know, so, and that's my choice. And you know, it's so funny. I got it. I do. I receive a lot of. I receive a lot of flack for that. You, you'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. And I also receive a lot of flack because I, you know, I choose to save myself from my husband. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's, that's me. I understand that I am different. I am proud to be different. I'm not proud for this, for this word, but, you know, I'm, I should say I'm happy to be different. Yes. Different in the Lord. Yes. That is so good. I don't, I don't know if that I don't know if that totally answers your question. Yes, it, yes, it did. Yes, it did. Because I feel like I feel like a lot of people they don't really um, they don't really accept um, being single or the, the the season of singlehood. And the thing is, as you mentioned, you like to um, classify it as the season of preparation because really that's what it is. You know, I feel like a lot of people. Um, they missed out on the season of preparation and they find themselves now in a relationship. And as you mentioned, they find themselves either in a marriage where they feel like they're both are not compatible for one another. And, you know, based on our faith, you know, it's not really wise um, to rush into marriage and then um, unfortunately, you know, end it in separation or divorce um, because, you know, God, he doesn't like divorce. And the fact that he doesn't like the force it's not because he, you know, wants us to stay miserable if we're in in a situation or in a marriage that is right. not godly or is not um, bearing good fruit. But it's because he knows how much of a pain it could bring to our soul and our uh-huh. spirit. Um, because, you know, relationships are not easy. Marriage is not easy. And the fact that marriage is already not easy is so important that we are wise in the choice that we make um, and whom we choose to be our mate. Because when we do make that decision, we're not making it to last, you know, 12 months or a year. We're making this decision for it to last a lifetime, you know? A lifetime. Amen. Right. So, you know, we've been having a ball. I have to say, I'm I'm enjoying this podcast. I don't know about you, but I'm absolutely enjoying it. I am. Yes, I'm enjoying this episode um, titled Faithfully Waiting. So... You know, I believe the Lord sees your faithfulness, Tamika, and truly, I believe he will bless you to see his promises come to pass in your life. In fact, I believe the same for all of you guys who are listening to the Mastering Singlehood podcast. I want you to know this. There is joy and peace in faithfully waiting. A lot of us are faithfully waiting for something or someone or multiple things. I'm faithfully waiting and expecting God to bless us in 2019 as we faithfully wait upon him and keep our eyes set on Jesus and what he desires for us. Tamika, what does faithfully waiting mean to you? Do you remember a time you had faithfully wait for something or on the Lord for something? Was it worth it, would you say? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, 
So to answer your first question, what does faithfully waiting mean to me? Now uh, the two words I say this trusting God. That's, that's the first thing I think of when you say yes, yes. faithfully waiting. That's, that's a person like trusting God, trusting uh, his wisdom, trusting his timing. That's, I don't know, just trust. And that's yes. really uh, the season that I have been in recently, the season of trying to, that's the word been, trust me, trust me, yes. trust me. Um, you know, have faith in me, you know, um, a lot on me. Know that you know that I, I know what I'm doing. You know, uh, trust my trust my strategy, trust my process. Mm. So, faithfully waiting, trusting God. Uh, to answer the second part of your question, you said um, you asked, had I ever had an experience or something where I had to to wait on God and was it worth it? Right. So, uh, yeah, I've had, actually had a lot of those, a lot of experiences. But the one that comes to mind actually relates to my career. And I remember, um, I remember this, uh, there was this one job in particular, uh, a very, uh, what I consider to be a very prestigious job. And thinking about how prestigious this job was and thinking about my skill set and, and my experience and credentials, it seemed like it would be a, a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. So I, I applied for this job years ago, uh, I think in 2010. I'm, I'm, not in, I'm not in that position anymore, but the, the job really was a blessing to me. But I was applied for that position in 2010, interviewed for the position. Um, the interview went amazingly well, but they were interviewing other candidates. Yeah. And uh, of course, you know, it's no guarantee. And they may have loved me, but if there's no guarantee I would have gotten the job, I may not have been the best fit for that role. Yeah. So, uh, I had also applied to several, you know, several other positions uh, because I didn't want to just rely on, you know, their them saying yes. Of course, you didn't kind of have to have a backup plan. So what happened was uh, one of the other positions that I applied to, they were ready to make me an offer. That particular position where they were ready to make me an offer was my second choice. The job that I had applied to um, and had been interviewed for and they were still interviewing other candidates, Mm -hmm. I wanted that job so bad. (laughs) So I had to make a decision. I made a decision, okay, do I take a chance? (laughs) Or, or do I go ahead and just, you know, take this offer? And yeah. I prayed about it, and I felt like it was in God's will for me to go ahead and just take what was offered to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I applied for that job. That was the first time I applied for it was 2010. Stayed in uh, contact with the people who were such a problem, but didn't, you know, chose to... Um, uh, chose to go with the other job offer. Uh, I made a contact with them and another opening came up and I applied for that job. Mm-hmm. For the same job, essentially. And interviewed and everything. Didn't get the job. Uh, they hired another candidate and wow. really they hired, they hired, they really hired the best candidate. That was really, you know, that person really was the best fit for that role. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, but in, in the meantime, you know, I'm sticking with uh, my my current job. So then, uh, I don't know. I just felt it was one day I felt led to to contact 
the people at that job that I wanted so bad again. And I said, do you have any openings? And it just so happened they did have an opening. And so I applied. Uh, they flew me out, interviewed me. And a little sis, it was an even two or three hours after I interviewed. They said, uh, we're ready to, you know, you're ready to make you an offer. Wow. Oh my goodness, God. And so, uh, so, I mean, essentially, I don't know if that's the best example of waiting, but I can say that's definitely an example of not giving up. Yes. But I did have to wait several years before I secured that position, but I didn't give up. Right. Um, but the, to ask your question, was it worth it? Definitely. And I'll tell you the reason it's worth it is that it catapulted my career. Hmm. My resume looks amazing because I served in that role for three years. Wow. And it was really it was a great environment overall. Overall it was a great environment. Uh, I met some amazing people and I still stay in contact with some of those people today. So it truly was a blessing. Wow, that's so amazing. Uh, for all of you guys who are listening um to Tanika Borden, you know, I, I I hope that you guys are receiving a lot of encouragement um, from her stories and um, from her episodes on trusting and waiting upon the Lord, especially when, you know, it's been tough and when there's a lot of, to be honest, there's a lot of um, things in life. We will always be faced with um, competition, not because we want to, but it is what it is. And we have to just remain trusting in the Lord that what he has for us is for us, that the position he has for us is for us, and that no one or anything can stop it from coming to pass. So I hope that all of you guys who are listening to this podcast episode titled Faithfully Waiting, that it encourages you to wait faithfully upon the Lord and regarding to the career that you're stepping into and regarding to the relationship that you're praying for and regarding to whatever it is that you have on your vision board or perhaps you wrote down in your journal that you're expecting to manifest in 2019. I'm telling you, just trust in the Lord with all your heart and he will go ahead and show you what only he could do. Man, I had so much fun, Tamika. Really, honestly, I had a lot of fun. You know, it's also it's always a pleasure catching up with you, sis. You know, I believe the best is yet to come for you. You know, so I and I receive it. I receive it. And um, I just want to encourage you to remain bold for the Lord always. You know, remain steadfast to Him, and remain out, outspoken for Jesus because God definitely He sees what you're doing. Um, he's taking note of what you're doing and I know that he's going to continue to give you the increase for his glory and also bless Mr. Incredible to make a move into your life too you know I'm believing soon though (laughs) now oh wow I'm I'm so glad that you were able to um, be a part of the Mastering Singlehood podcast you are in fact our first guest speaker on the podcast for this year 2019 which is awesome and it was a great pleasure. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for joining me on the Mastering a Singlehood podcast on this episode titled Faithfully Waiting. Now, there's a small outro in the back. Um, I love to do every time when I end an episode and I just want to want you to join me. OK. OK. Um, All right. So sure. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> make sure I get it right. Uh, okay. All um, right. So all right. again, this okay, was JLP from Mastering Single Podcast with special guest Tamika Borden, and we're wish we're letting you guys know to remember that 
all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Peace out. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It was always a pleasure. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Until next time. Bye, (laughs) y'all.